Hey everybody, you've checked into localjobnetwork.com radio. I'm your host, Tim Muma, and this is Moving Up the Ladder, where we bring you experts in the world of business and employment, hoping to pass along some knowledge and insight to aid in the success of your career or business in a variety of ways. Today we're looking to help you take charge of your career, recognizing and executing strategies that really best fit your skills and expertise. Joining us to discuss the topic is Patricia Erickson. She's a career management expert with more than 12 years of national executive recruiting, hiring, and career coaching and counseling as well. And she's also the founder of Avita Career Management. Patricia, thanks for coming on today with us. Hi, Tim. Thanks. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you very much. Uh, we appreciate you have, uh, being on with us today. The question we always ask our guests before we jump into the topic is just to give them an idea of where you're coming from. Fill us in a little bit on your experience. Um, obviously, I gave a little bit of an intro, but just to let the listeners know uh, really what your mindset, your perspective is. Well, really, my mindset is, you know, after working as an executive recruiter for so many years, what I found was that really highly educated individuals would come to me and ask questions about building their personal brand or strategically positioning themselves in the marketplace. And they really, they could have done a better job of presenting themselves, and that would have moved them up professionally. So that's kind of how I got started is it just was a place for me to um, serve as a resource to those people. Sure. Well, and that's obviously why we have you on here. Mm-hmm. Trying to give our listeners an idea of maybe where they can go, what to look for. And uh, the first question that popped into my mind is just this idea of career management and, and trying to advance and improve yourself. How do you define that exactly? What, what would you set are the parameters for career management? You know, I, it's there's kind of a loose definition here, and, and it's it's different for everybody. And I, I think what I like to think of, of career management is that it's a proactive approach to Focus on the future. And what I mean by that is like the landscape um, over the even the last couple of years has really changed. The marketplace has changed. And it's no longer practical for somebody to think that they're going to remain in the same job for the next 20 years. Sure. Not the same employer. So now it's about taking career management then is about taking ownership of your future, your career future, by gaining an understanding of that marketplace. Uh, future trends, aligning their career development with those career plans so that you meet the marketplace and you meet those needs. But it's more proactive. It's not just sitting and waiting for an employer to ask you to do something or to develop professionally. It's about you taking charge of that. So you have to assess yourself. You have to define where you want to be, look at your personal needs, and then, you know, go from there. Because nobody wants to you know, I mean, the thing is, you don't want to dread Monday mornings. And a lot of that now is happening because of so many changes mm-hmm. with with the job market. Well, and you brought up the interesting point as well that realistically, you're not going to be at a company for a couple of decades like maybe it happened in the past. So to your point, being proactive and understanding it at a moment's notice, be ready to move forward. So with that said, I mean, what do you point to as being the biggest challenge for any individual who's looking to sort of take control of, of their potential future? Well, I think it can be difficult for people to make decisions about their career, Hmm. you know, even just knowing where they're at, um, you know, knowing what you want, and then even figuring out how to get there. But another challenge for people is also letting go of the notion that the employer is in charge of their career. It's kind of forgetting that. And then if you think of yourself more as a small business owner instead of as an employee, 
think about, you know, there are fewer full-time jobs out there. How are you going to be able to meet the needs of an, of an organization? And do you have a backup plan? So mm-hmm. those are, you know, it really, it really falls to you and, and not the employer. Well, with that idea then, you know, the employer sort of being in control of your career, I guess, how do you go about thinking or acting in that way as sort of being your own entity when clearly you need to fall in line with, with procedures and how things are done? I guess any advice in terms of finding that balance between worrying about yourself as a company and then also obviously worrying about your company that you're working for? Yeah, and and really that's that backup plan that I was talking okay. about. So So you've got two things going on. One, you've got your career with the organization that you have, but then you've got your backup plan, which is, okay, now if this thing falls through, if my company, you know, goes under or if they're sold or whatever, which could very well happen, what have I got, you know, going on? What can, what do I have that I can fall back on in the meantime? Because, you know, some people have gone a couple of years without full-time employment right. and it's, it's a scary thing. So that backup plan in, includes you know, do some research on on what's needed. Um, how do your skills uh, meet the gaps in in the marketplace? And then how do you sell yourself? So it doesn't mean that you quit your job and start you know your your own company. Mm-hmm. It means that you have something to fall back on just in case and keep that going. You know, always do your you know learning and and research. I mean, really, you've got, you've got to know what the trends are in the marketplace. Clearly, some of the things you've been talking about is this idea of self-awareness and, you know, you're talking about a backup plan, understanding your skills, your expertise. Why is that so important? And the reason I ask it in that way is when you go in for an interview or when you're applying for a job or maybe you're looking for a promotion, you're going to be critiqued and judged on your skills and experience by those other people. So why is it important that you have an, an idea of what you actually bring to the table? First, you know, you're, it's important to understand your strengths and weaknesses. And I, I bring up weaknesses, but I caution you, I don't mean that you should talk about those in an interview or on a resume or anything, but they're important to know about because they're important to you. And those are the things that you'll work on as you go through you know, your career and your professional development. So if you understand what your strengths and weaknesses are, obviously then you can play to those strengths and you can tackle your weaknesses but you'll knowing what they are is going to help you go in the right direction. So it is important in order to be aware of those strengths and weaknesses. You kind of have to do an assessment of yourself, right. so so that you can take charge of those. Well, here's a question I always have for whether it be my own employers or, or people we talk to on the radio. We talk about this idea of strengths and weaknesses, and I I prefer calling them weaknesses. Some places they call them areas of improvement and, and other euphemistic type type terms. If you're looking for a job or maybe you're looking to advance, would you tell someone to focus on really mastering those strengths or do you focus on improving those weaknesses in some regard? What's really the best value for for anyone really who maybe is looking for a job or maybe just looking to improve their career? Well, I would say that you always play to your strengths and then weave those weaknesses in. You know, you wouldn't want to go into a job where you had, you know, the, the majority of your of your skills were weak. You would want to go into a job where the majority of your skills are are strengths. So play to those weaknesses, though, in learning, in lifelong learning, in, you know, becoming educated, taking classes, volunteering, whatever it might be, so that you can interweave those weaknesses in. You want to strengthen those as you go along. 
How about the idea of self-image? It's um, um, you mentioned that in an article that you had written. I mean, is that to do with confidence? Is that just not being so hard on yourself? How does that play a role in in all of this? It plays a really big role in everything. I, I've I've developed a program on confidence alone, and the thing that, about confidence is it helps you position yourself. So you know, you always have to kind of remember that you're next to a competitor, and if you're looking like you're lacking to an employer and your competitor isn't, obviously your competitor is going to get the job or the promotion, mm-hmm. whatever it might be. So having that confidence it plays to your strengths. So it is something that you would want to work on. If that's one of your weaknesses, that's one that I would start out with right away. You bring up the idea of, you know, the competitors next to you potentially in every case. However, you're also working within an organization. You have lots of, you have peers there. You have people outside of, of your, your, your own work environment that you might be connecting with. How big of a role are all those relationships and how important is it to be fostering them in some regards? Or, or do you have any sort of general tips and how to utilize other people, again, not use them in any sort of negative way, but how to really make them a positive and, and help you out as you look to move forward? And there are a couple of things that I can say on that. One is never forget how small the world is, so don't burn any bridges, one. Um, And then remember that those connections with peers and associates aren't one-sided. It's very important that, you know, it's interactive and um, reciprocated. So instead of asking what you, what they can do for you, you really want to know what's important to them and how you can be of benefit to them. Uh, you almost want to position yourself as, you know, an expert. So is there something that you can do? Sending a note with a great article is a way of putting you back in touch, but always showing an interest in them and their career too. It shows that you're an active participant rather than a passive one, and you have more expertise in your field. What about if we're talking about, say, a manager or maybe you have a mentor that's that's working with you within an organization what do you think that relationship should be like in terms of, again, thinking about that, that future or maybe having some sort of backup plan as a what-if scenario? Yeah, and in that case, then again, I would still look at, at the ways not only that, that they can help you, but also how you can bring on you know, and help them. It's really important to, in my opinion, you know, to always keep that interaction going back and forth. So show yourself, you know, yes, you're being mentored, but show yourself as a value too. You always want to be, because that that mentor may come up, you know, come at some point to, to be your hiring manager or, you know, there may be a promotion in line and you would be considered a little bit better if, if you're, you're proactive and, and interactive rather than just passive and waiting and sitting on your hands. It's always going to be better for you to jump out and adapt and make change. And show that you can do that. Well, and you, you've sort of been you've been consistent, obviously, with that in terms of being creative and sort of doing the research, as you talked about. That's another sort of buzz term you hear a lot now is this lifelong learning and, and always trying to adapt and adjust and evolve. When you look at that, I guess, how do you define that lifelong learning? What would you really focus on if, if you were talking to a group of people who are saying, you know, I just feel kind of stuck? Where would you guide them in terms of trying to continue that learning curve? First, I would talk to them, you know, when they, when they say that they're stuck, I guess, we, you know, we need to define that and, and what's stuck. We need to do a little bit of an assessment to find out where they're at sure. and where they want to be. 
So, but always with the reminder in the back of their heads then, okay, so, you know, do you have, is there something that you're passionate about? Is, can this be, you know, interwoven into a career? Are there ways that we can move you towards that? And, and that lifelong learning then is taking coursework. It could just be volunteering. It, it could be research, whatever it might be, new certifications, taking classes online, Whatever it might be, the point is that you want to become agile enough to move on with the marketplace and with, you know, with the future. You kind of have to remember that the marketplace is constantly evolving and jobs are changing very quickly now. So how are you going to adapt to that? And, you know, you're going to have to determine and define what you want, make changes such as, as taking coursework and, and professional development to get you where you want to be. And then if you need to volunteer, um, you know, prior to, you know, taking on a new job, that's a good way of getting some practice in. But, you know, those are, those are some of the things that I consider lifelong learning. And, you know, they're certainly valuable to you at any stage of your career. Well, I like that you mentioned the idea that, first of all, you have to figure out what, it, where are you or how do you perceive yourself? And I, I mentioned the word stuck and you said, well, that could mean probably 10 different things to 10 different people. So yep. I, I think that's important for people to hear that it's not going to be the same for everyone and you got to figure that out for yourself. Right. Do you think that's one of the more common mistakes people make is they, they maybe skip over that step and just they look for something else? Or do you, do you see other common mistakes that happen with this idea of, of really taking hold of one's career? Let's say that you're a management professional and you're just kind of stuck, for example, in, in, you know, okay, I'm just, I'm stuck. So you can stay stuck or you can decide where you're at, where you want to be. And then some of the, some of the things that you could, you could do to improve your, you know, your role in the company or yourself is to consider taking like maybe additional leadership courses. You could, um, you know, think about how, okay, well, I work with teams, but how do I make them into high performance teams? You know, how do I, how do I go about making, you know, creating and developing that team? Is there a way that they could become more efficient? Would a budgeting class help me? Whatever it might be, sure. you know, those are the things that are specific and you can take charge of and move yourself from stuck to a new role or, you know, to something else with another organization. It just really depends on you and, and where you want to go. But you're right. The assessment part and, and defining what you want and need is really, really important in that. So are there any other common mistakes that maybe people should look out for? I mean, again, I realize it's going to be different for everyone, but is there something you come across a lot that you're just like, you know, here's where, here's where you really have gone askew a little bit. I mean, is there something you can point to to give our listeners an idea? Really, just two things come to mind for me that are really common. Uh, one of the, the first common mistakes is that people manage their careers by focusing on their entire career path is on what the organization needs. So mm. the company that they're working for right now. Right. But really, that's not going to help you if that company goes under or goes away. You know, so does your job. And again, that backup plan needs to come into, into place. And remember that no jobs are permanent anymore. Well, at the end here, we always like to give our guests the opportunity to give our listeners a takeaway from this topic. Obviously, you've given us a lot of different information, some different perspectives maybe to, to look at in terms of our careers. Is there one other thing that you want to express, again, regarding the idea of taking control of one's career, career advancement, career management? What's one thing that you'd really like the listeners to take away here at the end? 
Well, one thing I think that is really interesting and maybe kind of says it all is that I suggest that you take charge and manage your career as aggressively as you do your your retirement portfolio. And remember that your career needs to grow along with your portfolio, your retirement portfolio, because without your career, you won't have that retirement portfolio. Right. So it, it just really makes sense. I mean, you know, there are people out there who who watch their, you know, their 401ks like crazy, but then they really kind of sit on their on their hands and forget about their career and just let the, let the company take charge of it. So have that backup, backup plan in place and take charge of your own career. Well, unfortunately, that is going to do it for us here on Moving Up the Ladder and our conversation on taking charge of your own career, as Patricia just mentioned right there. And of course, some of the steps maybe you can take to get where you want to be. Our expert guest has been Patricia Erickson, the founder of Avida Career Management. Thanks again for sharing your insight and experience with us today, Patricia. We do appreciate it. Thank you. Of course, we also want to hear from you, the listeners, as well. If you have any thoughts on future topics for us to cover here on LJN Radio, just send us an email to ljnradio at localjobnetwork.com, and we can take a look at those for you. Wishing you success in all your endeavors. I'm your host, Tim Muma. We'll talk to you later.